For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Yo, it's Keith Smith, Atlanta Falcons fullback, and you're listening to Pro Football Chase Podcast. This is Jamon Bushrod, pro bowler, Super Bowl champion. You're listening to the Pro Football Chase Podcast. Hey, it's Jimmy Ward. You're listening to the Pro Football Chase Podcast. Hey, what's up, guys? It's Packers wide receiver Marquez Valdez Scanling. It's the Pro Football Chase Podcast. Hello, this is center Nick Martin for the Houston Texans, and you're listening to Pro Football Chase Podcast. Hey, it's Willie Gay Jr., Chiefs linebacker, and you're listening to the Pro Football Chase Podcast. Hey, what's up, guys? It's Keith Kirkwood, wide receiver, number 19 for the Carolina Panthers, and you're uh, listening to the podcast of Pro Football Chase. Hey, everyone. It's Chris Wormley here, Steelers defensive lineman, uh, and you guys are listening to the Pro Football Chase Podcast. Hey, what's up? It's Browns linebacker, Jacob Phillips, and we're live on the Chase Podcast. All right, what's going on, y'all? This is Channel 7, number 39 for the Green Bay Packers, and you're tuning in to Pro Football Chase. Let's go. Good morning, everybody. Welcome into the Pro Football Chase Podcast. It's Isaac Signs with you and my co-host, NFL defensive tackle, Jarrell Worthy. Jarrell, we're getting ready for week 14 of the NFL season, man. The time is flying, and it's crazy how fast this season continues to progress on. So before we get into a variety of topics, how are you doing today? Man, I'm doing excellent this morning, bro. It's a beautiful day down here in Atlanta, Georgia, and we have an opportunity to talk about some great picks today and some debacles from last week. Um, hopefully you stand safe over there, bro. Doing what we can to ensure that everybody around us is safe as well. So let's get into some NFL football, Jarrell. There's a lot to get into, man. And I want to talk about some of our Week 13 takeaways. There's a lot of major trending NFL storylines. And for me, Jarrell, one major takeaway that I had watching some games this weekend was how about the Giants, Joe Judge, Colt McCoy. It was an absolute upset that they went into Seattle with Colt McCoy, Daniel Jones nursing that hamstring injury. Not a lot of people had the Giants winning that ball game, but defensively they came out, they locked down Russell Wilson in a game 
which I know I thought Russell Wilson was going to light it up and Seattle was going to win big, but New York ended up toppling the Seahawks 17-12 to with McCoy and rookie head coach Joe Judge. I think he deserves some respect for the work he's done in that Giants organization. Dave Gettleman has has uh, been thrown all the fire the last several years with some of the decisions he's made. Of course, the most notable one, trading Odell Beckham Jr., taking Daniel Jones so early in the draft. Now, I'm going to say it's still too early to call it a success, but at least for Joe Judge and for Sunday, going to Seattle and shutting them down defensively. Leonard Williams, who was a cast-off from the crosstown rival New York Jets, had two and a half sacks and five quarterback hits. The Giants now have 12 sacks over the last four games. So, Jarrell, they are firing on all cylinders. I have to show some respect to the Giants. Yeah, you got to show some respect. And you also got to show some respect to Joe Judge. I think um, he's been a guy that's been calm this whole season. Uh, He's had an opportunity to rip into his players about their play earlier in the year and the way that they competed. And they found uh, they're finding their niche, man. They don't have a, a lot of household names, but at the end of the day, they're playing together and and um, and their offense continues to flourish even without uh, Daniel Jones out there. Colt McCoy, um, he managed the game. If you look at his stats, 13 for 22, 105. Uh, but it was the defense. It was the ground and pound. Wayne Gallman uh, going for eight and a half uh, a carry. I mean, that that's that's going to win you a lot of football games if you can win up front, um, and, con- and can control the line of scrimmage like they did. Now, the NFC East wasn't done, Jarrell, because Washington, Ron Rivera, Alex Smith, and his remarkable comeback story, it continued on on the biggest stage on Sunday when they gave the Pittsburgh Steelers their first loss of the 2020 season. That was an incredible performance because – Washington got down 14-0. All of us were thinking the same thing, that Pittsburgh was just going to run away with this game. But they battled. They stayed through it. They stayed with it. And defensively, Chase Young, Montez Sweat, Deron Payne, Jonathan Allen, they got after Ben Roethlisberger. And I got to tell you what, Jack Del Rio, his work as a defensive coordinator there in Washington it's starting to show its colors because this team continues to improve every single week. Chase Young, although his stat sheet didn't look all that admirable, he was in the backfield pretty often and made that big-time goal line stop for the Washington football team. So half of that NFC East, Jarrell, as bad of a division as it's been this year, the Giants and the Washington football team They showed up, showed out, and all of a sudden, them two teams are vying for that NFC East title as we move to Week 14. Yeah, man, it's starting to come around the stretch, bro. Ron Rivera really is starting to uh, generate a lot of of, uh, notoriety and a lot of pub, man. I think uh, he definitely should, you know, if if the Washington football team gets into the playoffs, they happen to win out this division, um, he should definitely get coach of the year, especially with all the the uh, the fire that he's been under from a, a name change from spec perspective, cancer perspective, um, you know, dealing with all the obstacles that he has to face. Uh, Ron Rivera continues to to coach the Washington football team through high waters and they and they continue to get it done. Um, but when you look at the the football game man, their defense is playing lights out their front seven uh, sweat chase young. These guys are going out there and really laying it to uh, quarterbacks, man. And that's and that's terrorizing, man. I think 
the great news is, you know, uh, these guys are young. Um, they're in they're still in their Europe rookie deal. So you still have opportunities to build around this football team moving forward. And Washington finally has something to, to cheer about because these guys are going out there playing good football. Um, they're not beating themselves and they're finding ways to score offensively, man. Shout out to my guy, Logan Thomas on the receiving end, man, go from a quarterback to a tight end. Um, and that's lasted a very long time in the National Football League and continues to play at a high level, man. So shout out to my dog, Logan Thomas, um, for, for going out nine receptions, 98 yards, and a touchdown, man. He continues to put on a good show. Yeah, the football team held the Steelers to a season-low 17 points and just 21 rushing yards. Again, another testament to how good that defense has been, hard-nosed. But Jarrell Alex Smith, 36 years old, he threw for 296 yards against the Steelers, including that 29-yard completion to Cam Sims on third and four that set up the go-ahead field goal late in the fourth quarter. I mean, his journey is just incredible 17 surgeries to that leg talk of amputation he had a life-threatening infection missed two seasons the guy battled back to get back on that gridiron and man to see him playing quarterback in the NFL after looking at all that he's accomplished all that he's overcome it is just an incredible feat and you can certainly tell that the team around him the organization and Ron Rivera they rally around Alex Smith for the player he is on and off the field yeah he's very he's a he's a good football player man um and he's a great leader i mean to come in and to come back from that type of surgery uh that type of trauma to your leg um, and to compete at a high level like he is, it just uh, it's a testament to his mindset, his willpower and uh, just great, uh, a great support system around him uh, because nobody can do it alone. So um, Alex Smith continues to shine. And, and we know that Alex Smith is not going to be a, a turnover machine like he's very efficient with his passing. He knows how to make great decisions. He's been in the NFL for a very long time. And so it's great to see him out there competing at a high level and to really go on the road and get it done, man. Pittsburgh don't lose at home very often. So uh, pandemic or not, man, fans in the stands or not, bro, they went in there and they and they showcased a, a hell of a game and a hell of a comeback. All right, on we go to the next trending topic, Jarrell, and this has to do with the New York Jets. Greg Williams fired on Monday morning. The decision came on the morning after Williams called an ill-fated all-out blitz, cover zero, that resulted in a 31-28 loss to the Las Vegas Raiders. I mean, the guy got ripped on national media the day after for calling the cover zero look his players, Marcus May, Navelle Hewitt, all of them talked about how they were kind of dumbfounded after they heard the call, but Navelle Hewitt, who's in charge of calling out the place of the defense, the inside linebacker for the Jets, said that he didn't audible out of it, and he was kicking himself afterwards because it gave up that big play to Henry Ruggs. Derek Carr hit him for the game winner. Jarrell, what exactly is going on there in New York and Greg Williams and, and everything that he did leading up to that cover zero look. What's your take on it all? Um, and it just shows that, uh, you know, this is a guy that's already checked out, man. I don't I don't think that, you know, no, no defensive coordinator in the National Football League is going to be uh, calling a play like this, especially at a time um, in a situation like that, man. Uh, if you, you call that play in the red zone, uh, we saw the, the Baltimore Ravens beat the San Francisco 49ers 
um, with, with calling a zero blitz um, in, in the Super Bowl. And we and we know that that play does work, but not in that situation, man. And we're talking about Henry Ruggs, a guy that runs 4-2, that can run past anybody on in your defensive backfield. So why would you leave him out there on an island like that, uh, matched up? All he had to do was give the guy a hezzy, and the guy fell for it, knowing that this was the last play of the game, still fell for the hezzy and was able to get beat over the top, man. That's poor coaching. Uh, poor decision making by Greg Williams, and we just know that he's a guy that's um, that's full of confidence, uh, and and sometimes it can lead, it can it can come off as uh, very strong arrogance, and and it showed, man. Um, these guys, I, I really feel bad for the New York Jets. Um, obviously, the fans won because they still continue to be in play for the number one pick. Uh, but as far as guys that this is their livelihood and they go out there to compete week in and week out to feed their families, uh, I feel bad for these guys, man, because this would have been a great win for the organization. They're saying, you know, these guys, a lot of people look at it from the fan perspective and the fact it's like rejoice the Jets, you know, they lost. They keep that number one overall pick for Trevor Lawrence. But these guys, man, they are battling throughout the entire course of the season. Nobody knows the work they're putting in in the film room, in practice, in the weight room. And the last thing they want to have is an 0-16 season to their name and so they want to scratch fight and claw for every minute of a football game to get at least one victory and so for the game to end that way and nobody talks about this side enough everybody wants to talk about well the Jets are just being the Jets they clearly wanted to tank but I can see the player side of it and these guys they don't want to be on a winless football team. And you know more than a lot of people, Jarrell, as a former NFL player, what goes on in the locker room, what goes on in the team's headquarters leading up to these uh, football games and all the preparation that goes into it. So I certainly understand that side of it. And it does suck for the players, especially because that defensive call really put them in a bad spot. Yeah, it was the it was the 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 killer for him. And I mean, especially like, you know, as a defense man, you're going up against Darren Waller all game. He's he's literally slicing you apart the entire game. Um going for 200 yards. He was he was it, he was virtually unstoppable and you still have an opportunity to uh be successful in the end and and you really uh let that thing go and that's where um that's the disappointment man uh because you know a coach needs to understand man we've been getting torched all game and we're still ahead at the in the fourth quarter and we have a chance to get out of here with the win um the only, the, the goal is to win man you know it doesn't matter how you do it the goal is to win so uh Greg Williams I'm 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 very excited to see that he's out the door uh because you know obviously he's had a history in the league of being uh this type of uh a really up and down coach as far as his uh his uh, demeanor is. And and so at the end of the day, man, we, we, we're glad to see uh, uh, the Jets get a fresh start and I'm looking for them to be more competitive this upcoming week, man, especially with getting a guy like that out the door. Now let's go ahead and pivot to perhaps the biggest news of Tuesday. And that was Doug Peterson announcing that Jalen Hurts was going to start over Carson Wentz as a three, eight and one Eagles host the 10 and two saints and New Orleans ranks number one in defense. So this is not going to be an easy task for Jalen Hurts with an offense that has been unable to hit the high gear with Carson Wentz. So Jarrell, when you look at this move, man, and you see Carson Wentz, a guy that exited the game after completing six of 15 pass attempts for 79 yards 
And then Hurts replaces him and finishes with five of 12 pass attempts, 109 yards, one touchdown, one interception, 29 rush yards on five carries. So you did see the Eagles offense get a little bit of a spark against Green Bay. But in your opinion, is this the right move for Philadelphia? Well, it's going to have to be the right move. And unfortunately, it comes at a bad time because this guy just signed an extension. So at the end of the day, he's going to be counting against the salary cap for Philadelphia. So, I mean, for his play to to obviously go in the tank is is definitely it doesn't boast well uh, for him. And it doesn't boast well for this uh, for the Philadelphia Eagles. Now, obviously, Jalen Hurts. Uh, I mean, we're talking about a guy that's just a known winner a guy that's uh, that stayed the course throughout his entire football career and knows that when the time is right, he has to show up. And so he's always delivering in the biggest stages when it was his time to shine. And so at the end of the day, I'm rolling with Jalen Hurts and I, we'll see how the Philadelphia Eagles can, uh, can, can put some things together. And I think this is a very tough decision for, for Doug Peterson, because I think, you know, He's had to deal with this Carson Wentz question for the last three years uh, when, when you obviously have Nick Foles go win a Super Bowl and then you have that following year. He goes to an injury again. Uh, then you have this this year where his play is just drastically uh, in the in the can. And so as a as a head coach who loves his quarterbacks, man, Doug Peterson was it was in a very tough position and he just had to go with a guy that he knows is going to is going to give them a fresh start and that's going to rejuvenate this offense. Yeah, Wentz has been mirrored in the worst season of his career entering Sunday's game. He was first in interceptions with 15, sacked 46 times, 31st in completion percentage at 58.1%, and 30th in yards per attempt with 6.02 average. So he looks off. I think maybe it's something mentally where he's just not there. He doesn't look good out there on the field now of course you can't put all the blame on Carson Wentz obviously that offensive line for the Eagles they've had a revolving door there so they haven't given him good protection receivers they haven't surrounded him with a whole lot of talent on the outside we understand that but at the end of the day Carson Wentz was missing easy throws he's kind of been panicking in the pocket anytime he has somebody coming his way simple things like stepping up in the pocket or peeling outside and making a throw down the field those are some things that we saw the 2017 Carson Wentz do when he was having that MVP type of season but this year those plays we haven't seen from him and so that's why you see Jalen Hurts who replaced Carson Wentz on Sunday Despite those guys getting after him, he used his legs to work outside the pocket, run for first downs, make throws on the run. He has some tools and a skill set that can benefit the Philadelphia Eagles and their offensive line struggles, but make no mistake about it, he's been thrown into the fire against the number one defense, the Saints defensive front, led by Cam Jordan and Demario Davis. Those guys are nasty, Jarrell, and so the timing of the move is a little bit odd, but I honestly don't think Doug Peterson had a choice but to go to Jalen Hurts, and you mentioned that contract. 18 months ago, Wentz was signed to a four-year, $128 million contract extension with almost $70 million guaranteed, and the deal hasn't even kicked in yet, Jarrell. It's supposed to start in 2021, and get this, they're pretty much stuck with him unless something significant happens with uh, maybe a restructured contract with a team that wants to acquire him in a trade, but he's going to count $35 million against the Eagles cap next year. He's expected to have a $59 million dead cap penalty 
to the Eagles if they would cut him. So chances are he's going to end up staying in Philadelphia. So this is where it puts that Eagles front office in a very muddy situation. Yeah, now you got to you got to pull straws and see, you know, if there is a team out there that is willing to make a trade for uh, Carson Wentz uh, to rejuvenate his career. I think at the end of the day, man, you know, this guy's been dealing with a lot of little a lot of mental struggles uh, over the past three years. Uh, One is injury. Uh, Two is can I live up to the hype? Uh, They drafted me to be this guy. Um, Three is that they won without me. So how valuable am I to the to an organization? Um, and so that, 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 I mean, that messes with you mentally, man. So at the end of the day, because uh, I think he's always felt like his job could be replaced at any moment because they've done that before. And so, well, at, at the end of the day, the, the worst is yet to come. The great thing is he can still sit back on this money because Philadelphia has to pay. Him. Um, they own 22 million base salary next year. Uh, I mean, $15 million uh, next year, uh, 22 the year after that. Um, and they don't have a potential out until 2022. And so at the end of the day, uh, the, the Philadelphia Eagles are married to, to Carson Wentz and, and they might as well go ahead and, and get comfortable and, and buckle on up, man, because they're going to be stuck with this guy for a while. Yep. And that's when it comes to making those decisions to extend a quarterback's contract before his rookie year is up. And these are the things you have to deal with. So Howie Roseman and Jeffrey Lurie and Doug Peterson there in Philadelphia I think they're going to try to kick that financial aspect down the road to the offseason. But for now, they understand that they are in a horrible spot in terms of their team performance. And so they're going with Jalen Hurts to see if he can bring a new dynamic, new energy to the offense. We're going to see how things go for the rookie on Sunday going up against the hottest team in football, the New Orleans Saints. So we will uh, talk a little bit about that matchup because now, Jarrell, we're going to get into some of these game picks and we, we can still talk about some of these teams as we preview the matchup because on Thursday night, we got a good one. And the New England Patriots, you showed some love to Bill Belichick last week and they win and they absolutely throttled the Chargers. Now, that doesn't say much because the Chargers are another team that are sinking right now. And Anthony Lynn looks like he's about to be escorted out of the facility. But they are playing some phenomenal defensive football. Cam Newton has just been a game manager. They're 6-6 six and six in the thick of that wildcard playoff race in the AFC. Jarrell and the Rams, 8-4. and four. They're now in contention to win the NFC West with Seattle kind of dropping off a little bit. Thursday night football, big time game. Who do you like in this one? Man, this is a tough one. Um, but I'm gonna go with the Rams because they're at home. I think uh, I, I, I think that the uh, the Rams offense is gonna be very complex. I think that they have what they need uh, moving forward. Uh, and I just I believe if 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 uh, if golf doesn't turn the ball over, then the Rams are always going to be in contention uh, when golf pushes the ball down the field and makes those uh, those careless mistakes. That's when the Rams kind of get behind the eight ball. Um, I solely believe in their defense to be able to stop the run and to be able to get a beat on Cam Newton. Now, obviously, you know, he's mobile in the pocket, but, you know, I, he's a big target. And I, and I believe that if Aaron Donald has an opportunity to beat the offensive line, uh, offensive lineman right away, then he'll be able to get his hands on on Cam Newton um, and, and be able to bring him down to the ground. So I think the the, the L.A. Rams are going to really expose the Patriots offense this week. And, I, and I, write, I like the L.A. Rams to be dominant in this one. 
I, too, am going with the Los Angeles Rams. In the Rams, eight wins. Jared Goff has 14 total touchdowns to just two turnovers. And that was the case in week 13 when they knocked off the Cardinals. He threw for north of 350 yards without an interception. I know the Patriots defense, those guys continue to put together good outings week in and week out. And that's why the Patriots have won four of their last five games. I look for it to be a low-scoring game. But in the end, I will take the Rams 23-16 because L.A.'s defense, led by Aaron Donald and Jalen Ramsey, they will fluster Cam Newton a little bit. And I like for the Rams to sneak away with a close victory over the New England Patriots. It's going to be a good one to watch on Thursday night, Jarrell. But we'll go ahead and move to Sunday. And this is another tight game to call because you have the 6-6 six and six Minnesota Vikings who are right back into the NFC wildcard playoff picture, taking on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, who are just one game ahead of Minnesota in that NFC wildcard spot. They're 7-5, Jarrell coming off a bye week. This is a big-time game with heavy playoff implications. Are you going to roll with Tampa or Minnesota? I like Tampa in this situation. Coming off the bye, uh, I like these guys to really correct what they did in the secondary and to be effective this week. Uh, we know that the Minnesota Vikings love to run the football. They're very aggressive up front. They want to get Cook out on the edge. It's some passing game as well. Um, and I really believe in the Tampa Bay Buccaneers front seven. Uh, that's been the strength of their defense all year. Uh, and so I think they have an opportunity to take the ball away. Um, you know, unfortunately, it's off my guy, Kirk Cousins. Uh, shout out to my dog. But uh, Tampa Bay, I think that they have opportunities to get uh, get their hands on the ball this week. Um, and I just believe that the uh, their offense gets gets back rolling and they'll be able to put up some big numbers, man. I like the Tampa Bay Bucks in this one. The Vikings have won five of their last six games. So this is a team that is rolling offensively. But I'm going to take the Buccaneers to win this game 27-24 by a field goal. This is going to be a close game. It'll come down to the final minutes of the ball game. But in the end, defensively, I like what Tampa has to offer. This is a time where I'm sure Todd Bowles got his defense in. They reviewed the film, and they're going to lock things down. They're going to have to stop Dalvin Cook on Sunday. But if they can bottle him up a little bit, I like their chances to slow down Minnesota's offense. So that's why I feel like they will uh, come away with a tight victory. So looking forward to seeing how that one turns out. Jarrell Cardinals at Giants. Here we have. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. 
It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. Another good matchup. Arizona, they have been reeling the last several weeks. They're now 6-6. Six and six. The Giants, they're trending upwards, 5-7. and seven. Jarrell, I'm going to take the G-Men in this game. They're at home. Daniel Jones is expected to start. He's coming back from that minor hamstring injury. But this Giants defense, I talked about it at the beginning of the show. They are dominant. Leonard Williams playing alongside Dalvin Tomlinson and Logan Ryan. He has been a major boost to that secondary, bringing that veteran leadership The Giants, they are riding hot right now. And Arizona, they look all out of sorts offensively, Jarrell. This is a game where I see that New York defense show up big time to go along with that heavy dose of ground and pound. Wayne Gallman on the offensive end. Giants 24-20 over the Cardinals. Man, not so fast, man. I like the Cardinals in this one. I know the Giants have been uh, very effective over the last couple weeks defensively. But I like the Cardinals to bounce back. I like their offense to be able to be dynamic against this Giants defense. Um, And they just give them a little bit of a a mix and mingle that the the Giants haven't prepared for all year. And one thing is that uh, Larry Fitzgerald got uh, got activated off the COVID list. So they get their their old reliable back man in the offensive scheme. So they get a guy that's going to be highly effective in the slot. When he's in the slot and he's effective, um, the Arizona Cardinals uh, offense looks completely different. And I just believe that the Giants are going to want to run the football. And, um, and, the, and the, the Arizona Cardinals are going to boast well against the, the run. And I think uh, with, with the addition of Paco signing in him and him plugging in, uh, I think he'll be able to plug some gaps in the middle and Buda Baker coming downhill. I really like the Cardinals to be dominant against the Giants. Chiefs at Dolphins, 11-1 Kansas City, 8-4 Miami. This is a game that I wish was flexed to primetime because this will be a good one. Miami, Brian Flores, that defense, they have been a turnover machine. They are putting pressure on opposing offenses, and now they're going to have their biggest challenge of the season. Patrick Mahomes coming to town. I will still take... The Chiefs to win this game, though. I Even though the Dolphins are going to play it tough, it's just offensively, I am not seeing enough from Tua to give the Dolphins the edge. Even though this defense has been giving the offense great field position with those turnovers, this is Kansas City we're talking about here with Patrick Mahomes, Tyreek Hill, Travis Kelsey. I think this will be a tightly contested ball game, Jarrell. But in the end, Kansas City will pull it out with a score of 33-24. to I want to give it to the Dolphins, but right now, Kansas City, they're on another level. Yeah, I'm going to roll with Kansas City as well. Uh, although it's going to be highly competitive, it's going to come down to the wire. Um, and I like Kansas City to kick a late field goal to take this win. Uh, the Dolphins' defense, man, if their D-line comes out and plays physical – with the Chiefs up front, then they're going to be able to uh, be in contention in this game. Uh, but if they give Patrick Mahomes an opportunity to run back there and do what he does best, uh, then it's going to be a long contest for them. Um, I just believe that the Chiefs uh, look well offensively, uh, but they allowed Melvin Gordon to ha- run for eight yards to carry last week, man. He was highly effective last week. Those holes were open like the Sea of Jordan. And so I think if the Dolphins can run the football effectively, they have a chance to continue to be in these uh, these tough football games. and uh, But I just believe at the end of the day, man, the Chiefs are going to pull it out at the end uh, just because that's what they do, man. They're, they're very good at coming back and securing the win late in the fourth quarter. 
Titans 8-4 and four at the Jaguars 1-11. Jarrell, the Tennessee Titans, they're losers of 3-4 of four since that 5-0 and start to the season. There's renewed questions about the Titans' status as a legit contender in that AFC. The Browns slapped them around last week. Of course, they're up against the Jaguars, so... I like them to get the job done. 35-17. Mike Glennon, to his credit, he's looked pretty pretty decent for the Jaguars, but this is a game that the Tennessee Titans must come out, shake off some of that rust. This is a Derrick Henry 200-plus yard type of game because we know he owns that Jacksonville Jaguars franchise. Every time they meet up, Derrick Henry goes off. Tennessee must win this game and win big to get a little bit more of that momentum back as they head toward the final stretch of the season. Yeah, Tennessee's got to get their groove back, man. They were punched in the mouth last week by the Browns. Uh, they were more physical than they were, and they were able to stop the Derrick Henry train, man. Um, you know, over on the Cut the Check podcast, I took Derrick Henry myself, man. I thought that he was going to be very dominant. I thought that he was going to have an opportunity to go for a field day against the Browns. Uh, just because they don't play well against uh, better competition. Uh, but they po- they proved me wrong, and they were able to really shut down Derrick Henry and uh, really uh, be effective against Ryan Tannehill. And so the the Titans, man, they have an opportunity to get back in contention with the Jaguars, man. What, uh, not a better, it can't be a better team to get a win against, man. Um, they're 1-11, and they're down in Florida, so they have an opportunity to, to, to get themselves right back in contention. Next game on Sunday slate, the Cowboys 3-9 at the Bengals 2-9-1 drill. This is the game that can also be known as the battle for the number three pick in the 2021 NFL Draft because if uh, the Dallas Cowboys lose this game, that means that they would be ahead of the Bengals. You and I talked a little bit about this. Uh, This is a Cowboys team that once again got throttled last night by the Baltimore Ravens as expected. Right, and I told you I was boasting about it that I was one point off my prediction. I had Baltimore winning 35-17. Final was <laughs> final was 34-17. So I'll take some pride in that, despite Dallas getting their butt kicked, man. But you played for Mike McCarthy. What are you seeing from this Dallas team, and why are they so atrocious, especially on the defensive side of the ball? Um, it just doesn't seem like they have any continuity, man. In the secondary, um, they're. Their front seven is trying to be effective. They got some ballers up front, man, but everything in the back end just looks in disarray, bro. The covers looks off. Some guys are playing zone. Some are playing man. Um, if a guy's playing cover two, he lets the guy inside, which is the number one rule. Uh, and realistically, guys aren't sticking with their man and, and, and man coverage. And so the the Cowboys just look uh, – uh, they don't look uh, like they have that, that will to want to win. I mean, obviously the defensive line up front, um, you know, they're talking about extending Alden, Alden Smith. He's played well this year. Uh, Lawrence hasn't necessarily been as effective at this year uh, coming off that major deal. But uh, the Cowboys, they realize that this season is, is slipped away, man. It's it's really over with at this point in time now. And so, I mean, I, I'm, I hopefully uh, they throw out the backups, man. Hopefully they throw out everybody else, man, and try to get this number three pick because there's a lot of good players in this upcoming draft and they have an opportunity to change their franchise. Well, I'm thinking about uh, the Cowboys. They should give my boy Ben DiNucci a shot on Sunday against the Bengals. If they really want to play for that number three spot, he's your guy. And so uh, we'll see if Ben DiNucci gets an opportunity. But on another spin on this matchup, Jarrell, Andy Dalton gets to play his former longtime team, the Cincinnati Bengals. Now, of course, the Bengals 
playing without Joe Burrow. They went with Brandon Allen. He's hurt, so they may have to go with Ryan Finley. So this is just an ugly matchup. Both teams battling injuries. The Bengals placed their starting left tackle, Jonah Williams, on IR this morning. And uh, let's just go ahead and say that I'll give Dallas the small win, 23-17. Even though this game can go either side can come out with a victory here, I wouldn't be surprised. But I'll give it to the Cowboys, 23-17 here. Yeah, I'm going to roll with the Cowboys too, man. If I'm Andy Dalton, I'm trying to bleed him dry, bro. I'm going to try to flood him for 450 yards passing if I'm him. So at the end of the day, I, I think the Cowboys are going to come out and be competitive. Um, hopefully they give the ball to Zeke because uh, he was highly effective last week. And then they kind of went to Pollard and they went away from from the Zeke train. So we'll see if they, they learn their lesson and, and see if they can control the line of scrimmage this week. Texans at Bears as we now turn the page. Houston lost a gut-wrenching game against the Colts with that fumble at the goal line. They'll take on the Bears 5-7. and seven. You know, Matt Nagy, Ryan Pace, they're clearly on the hot seat in Chicago. You know what? I do like Deshaun Watson and the job he's done. 19 total touchdowns and two interceptions in his previous six games before that loss to the Colts. So he's doing everything he can, especially with receivers being a shortage there in Houston. But because of that Chicago defense and because they're having to go to Soldier Field, I like Chicago to pull out an ugly type of game defensively. I think they're going to be able to control Houston just because of the lack of weapons that are surrounding Sean Watson. And offensively, it looks like Mitchell Trubisky may get another start, who didn't play too bad last week. But I'll give it to Chicago here, Jarrell, 27-19 over Houston. Yeah, I'm going to roll with Chi-Town too, man. Um, once you start to get into the winter months, it really starts to work in Chicago's favor, bro. Nobody wants to go to the Windy City to play when it starts to get cold out there, and especially uh, guys that have been used to that southern weather down in Texas. So I, I take the, the Chicago Bears uh, to squeak out a victory. Um, I think it's going to be close. Deshaun Watson's going to try to put on a Superman type of performance, but I'm still going to roll with the Chicago Bears. Broncos at Panthers. Both these teams are 4-8 and eight on the outside of the playoffs. You know, uh, both teams have, have kind of had their struggles. The Panthers coming off a bye week. I actually like Denver to pull this one out just because they've shown some things defensively. I know A.J. Boye was suspended six games. But offensively, man, when Locke can get the ball out to Judy and Noah Fant and uh, Phillip Lindsay and, and Melvin Gordon have been having a nice run back there. I like Denver to go into Carolina. We know Teddy Bridgewater will be there, but Christian McCaffrey, his status is still up in the air. This one will be close. I'll give it to the Broncos, 26-21. Yeah, I'm going to roll with Denver as well, man. We seem to be in agreement today. Just, uh, you know, the Broncos have played well over the last couple weeks. Defensively, they've improved. Uh, Offensively, they found their niche uh, when it comes to these running backs. Uh, Everybody's been having their their choice of days when they want to shine, and so – I like the Denver Broncos to be able to get a win. Um, I think that uh, it's going to be uh, highly competitive, but I think the, the Denver Broncos have a chance to really go in and, and dominate. All right, Jets, 0-12 at the Seahawks. This Just like the Titans, very similar situation. The Seahawks need a big-time dominant win. They're back at home. We all know how this is going to come out unless – uh, we see the biggest upset of the season if the Jets want to come out and make some noise, but I don't see it happening. Seattle will win pretty comfortably 33-17 to over the Jets. This is a game where Russell Wilson and that offense, they've been a little bit stagnant. This will be a game for them to cut things loose again. 
Yeah, man, I'm a roll with the Seahawks too, bro. They have to they have to be dominant in this one. Um, you know, the 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 Jets, man, uh they tried to play well in all their games, but this is a game that the the Russell Wilson Seattle Seahawks have to have. They have to get their defensive uh backfield figured out and they have to find ways to put pressure on the passer. So, going up against an 0-12 team, they have to figure out all the things that they need uh to to improve coming down the stretch and so they have to be dominant. I'm going to go with the Seahawks as well. A massive game here in the AFC for playoffs and for the Colts. This is also a game as they continue to duel it out with the Titans for the AFC South title. But the Colts, 8-4, Raiders, 7-5. We know Las Vegas, even though they got the win against the Jets, a lot of people are still very down on them because they haven't looked like a very good football team the last couple of weeks. I'm going to roll with Indianapolis, Jarrell, 27-24. This is another game that should be back and forth. Now, of course, the health of Phillip Rivers, we know he's been banged up a little bit, but it's the, the trench work for Indianapolis offense and defensively. We saw what DeForest Buckner brings to the table right now. Las Vegas, they look a little out of sorts on the offensive end. Defensively, their secondary is still being picked apart. I like Indy's defense to carry Indianapolis to that victory, so I'll take the Colts by three. Yeah, I'm going to roll with the Colts as well. Um, regardless of Phillips' health or not, I just think that the, the Colts boast well against the Raiders. Uh, you know, the Raiders want to run the football and get it out on the edge to their tight end. Um, but I think that the Colts will have a solid game plan in order to be able to limit his touches and uh, be able to double team him when he's definitely in the slot, bro. I, I think that that's going to be a, a very uh, tough matchup for my guy, Kyrie Willis, uh, that's going to be the safety coming down to guard to guard uh, Darren Waller. So shout out to my spark dog. Go get it done, bro. Uh, ball out. Uh, but I just think that the coach are going to have an opportunity uh, to run the b- football effectively. And Phillip Rivers knows this Raiders team, man. He knows about playing in the AFC West. He knows what these guys want to do. He knows the personnel over there. And so I think that the, that the coach have a, a way of uh, pulling this one out. All right, Packers at Lions, Green Bay 9-3. and three. The Lions coming off a divisional win over the Chicago Bears. I think we're both going to be picking the Packers here because I just don't trust the Lions right now. Matthew Stafford, even though, is still fighting to finish off the season strong. But Aaron Rodgers and that Green Bay offense, they look like a completely different beast out there. Devontae Adams, he looks like a juggernaut as usual. Green Bay is averaging north of 33 points in their wins this season. I like Green Bay 34-23 to over Detroit. Yeah, I like Green Bay as well. Um, the return of uh, Lazard has really helped their offense tremendously. Um, he's been able to give uh, Aaron Rodgers that that extra option on the edge uh, beside da- Devontae Adams. And um, and really, they've been able to run the football effectively, and their defense has been playing lights out, man. They had a couple turnovers last week, um, and it was very – and it's been very effective. So I like the Packers, man, um, especially Aaron Rodgers against – uh, his uh, his NFC or his NFC North opponents, man, he boasts well, especially against the Lions. I'm going to roll with the Packers. Washington football team looking to, to keep pace with the Giants, going against the Niners. This game will be played in Arizona again because that's where San Francisco is relocated because of those COVID restrictions. But Jarrell, this is actually a closer game and a harder pick than many people would think because while the Niners, they're playing with Nick Mullins and they are one of the teams that have been hit heavy 
by injuries, but Kyle Shanahan, man, as long as he's there, he gives his team a chance because of his offensive scheming, and he's going to have his hands full again with that Washington defense, and defensively, Robert Sala has had uh, some good looks from that, that defense, too, for San Francisco, so I look for this to be another game that is close throughout the course of the first, second, third, and fourth quarters, but I will give a slight nod to Washington to come away with a one-touchdown advantage over San Fran 24-17. I have the football team getting another win. And I was rolling with the Washington football team, man. I like Alex Smith uh, to be able to get some revenge against a, uh, an old team of his and to be very effective on um, passing the football down the field. And um, just getting the ball out, man. And I like their defense, man. Nick Mullins, uh, he was up and down last week for me. Although the 49ers defense was highly competitive, uh, Richard Sherman didn't look too good in that secondary, man. So I think that the the Washington football team has a way to uh, do some exposing coming down the stretch. Now we get the Saints and the Eagles matchup. We talked a little bit about it when we were discussing the Jalen Hurts-Carson Wentz situation, Jarrell. I like the Saints in this game, 31-21 with the Eagles scoring a late garbage time touchdown. It won't be as close as the scoreline indicates. Right now, this is a Saints defense that they are playing on a tear. Now, Drew Brees, I think the way I understand it, he's unlikely to return from IR. So it's going to be Taysom Hill again for New Orleans. But the way this Philly secondary has been, I like how the Eagles' defensive line has played. You see Fletcher Cox. Uh, Brandon Graham, those guys are still playing at a high level, but that secondary, they've been an Achilles heel for Philadelphia, and that is where Sean Payton will scheme things up to Michael Thomas, and it'll be a nightmare scenario, and I just think that right now the Saints, they're playing on another gear in Philadelphia. They're going to struggle to keep up with them, so the Saints by 10 is my pick. Yeah, I'm going to roll with the Saints by double digits as well. I just believe that the Saints uh, have everything going for them. They got their their bell cows back on offense now, um, and they they're looking like they're they're moving in playoff form. Man, um, Taysom Hill has been looking uh, effective over the last few weeks, and was great. Man, these guys have been undefeated on this tear, man, and, and still ten and two without their number one quarterback. So this team is very effective, highly effective. Shout out to Sean Payton for continuing to coaching through uh, this crazy tragic uh, tragedy with with Drew Brees, and so. Um, I like the Saints to go out there and be dominant. I like Demario Davis, Cam Jordan to to be very effective on the edge, and I like the uh, the Saints to be dominant. One more game before we get to the primetime matchups: the Falcons four and eight at the Chargers three and nine. Both of these teams, they're they're bottom feeders in their respective conferences. I'm going to take the Falcons to win here, Jarrell, 28-24. I tried to show the Chargers some grace last week, and it backfired tremendously. They got whomped by the Patriots, 45-0. Anthony Lynn, I think everybody in that organization knows he's on his way out. And Atlanta, despite them uh, losing to the Saints, under Raheem Morris, they've looked pretty darn good. And Julio Jones is healthy. Matt Ryan, I just right now can't pick the Chargers based on on what we've seen the last couple of weeks. So 28-24 Atlanta. Yeah, man, the Falcons look very, I mean, they look like they're trying to compete for a playoff spot, which is crazy at 4-8. and eight. But, you know, their offense has been lights out, and their defense has caused a little bit of uh, confusion for opponents that um, it's caused them to get a couple turnovers here and there. They've been playing a little bit more uh, with a little bit more juice and energy. But I, I, 
I really like the Falcons in this one. I like them to be dominant. Um, like you said, uh, it's sad for Anthony Lynn to go out the door, but you know this Chargers team just doesn't. They don't look like they're they're trying to be highly competitive uh, to give up that many points last week to a, a team that uh, isn't known um, to be uh, dominant offensively, and they were able to get two special teams touchdowns. It was it's crazy, man. So I think. Uh, the Chargers have a lot of holes to fix, and I like the Falcons. Here we go. A juicy matchup here. The Steelers 11-1, Bills 9-3, Sunday night football, NBC. Jarrell, who are you going to take here? Man, I'm actually going to take the Bills, bro. I like Josh Ooh. Allen, man. Very effective last week, bro. AFC player of the week this week. Um, and I really like what he was able to display, um, you know, these guys were very dynamic, man. He was moving around in the pocket, very effective. Uh, the 49ers defense aren't no slouches. Uh, they're, they, they've been highly competitive. And so, you know, obviously the Steelers are a different monster, but they got to go on the road all the way up to that big old upstate New York. And I really like I really like the Buffalo Bills to be effective in this one. Uh, if Josh Allen in this office can control what they do well and he doesn't make any bonehead mistakes, I like the Buffalo Bills to squeeze out a tight one um, uh, by a field goal over the Steelers. Um, I think the Steelers realized that uh, the, 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 the undefeated season is out, out, the, out the door. Um, the best they can hope for is to play well enough to get a playoff bye, but I like the Bills. Yeah, man, I'm actually with you here. I'm going with the Bills, but by 10. Give me the Bills, 34-24. Look, the Steelers, we know they got the loss, but you know, Drew, there's actually been a pattern because even though they've won some games, They've been playing really close and very sloppy football. And now they lost Bud Dupree, obviously, another big-time loss. Roberts Belaine, the linebacker who stepped in for Devin Bush, he's out for an extended period of time. Joe Hayden, he's going to be in the concussion protocol, so who knows what his availability is going to be for this game. Right now, Pittsburgh, they're, they're reeling, and they're facing a hot Bills team that's coming off a major win over San Francisco. Josh Allen, that offense, after hitting some rough patches earlier in the season, looks like Brian DeBall has that offense headed in the right direction. Defensively, Leslie Frazier has tightened the bolts a little bit on that secondary. So the Bills are a very good team, and I think they're going to come out and they're going to win pretty soundly, Jarrell, over Pittsburgh. I like where this Bills team is headed. And Sean McDermott deserves a lot of credit once again. Yeah, man, he's been he's been effective. Um, they're secondary. Uh, they're made up of, of four pro bowlers, though, man. These are guys that are highly competitive um, and they have opportunities to really be dominant. But the Bills, uh, if they can if they can tighten up what they do in the run game, uh, the, the run game, the run, the run, the run defense has, has been their Achilles heel all year. Uh, if the Steelers are able to run the football, then it's going to be the Steelers' day to lose. But if their Bills are able to stop what the Steelers can do up front um, and really put these guys behind the eight ball, then it'll really give Leslie Frazier an opportunity to do what he does well, uh, which is come up with some dynamic glimpses and giving this uh, great secondary chances to get the ball out quickly. The final game of week number 14, Ravens at the Browns. This is a big game for the Ravens because they're fighting for their playoff lives. The Browns sitting at 9-3. and three. 
Jarrell, I'm going to go with the Cleveland Browns here. 29-23 over Baltimore. That rushing attack with Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt, it is second to none in this league. They just dominate the time of possession. Baker Mayfield was given a little bit larger of a leash offensively against Tennessee, and he did not disappoint. Miles Garrett is still out there, and Sheldon Richardson on that D-line, and I'll take them to win this game over Baltimore by six. Man, not so fast, bro. I'm a roll with Baltimore on this one, bro. They got an opportunity to really get a, a nice win this past week. I know they're coming back off a little bit of a short week, uh, but they have this is Monday night football. They're on the road. They know this is a division game. These guys have been here before. They finally got Brandon Williams back, Calais Campbell back. Um, J.K. Dobbins looked effective last week. Um, hopefully we have an opportunity to see Mark Ingram. Uh, but they looked effective, man, um, defensively and offensively. And they, all you need is a, to get a win under your belt to kind of change the, the mindset in the locker room. So the Browns look very effective. They're riding a high, beating a tough Tennessee team that a lot of people had uh, picked against them. And, uh, and so I'd like them to be very competitive. But I just think the Baltimore Ravens have been here before and they're going to squeeze out a tight victory. Well, there you have it. Week 14, we have the predictions all out there for you. Jarrell, it's going to be another interesting week of football. I'm sure plenty of more intriguing storylines we're going to have to break down next week. But until then, man, stay safe, take care, and God bless. Absolutely, man. Happy holidays, and uh, it's, it's very exciting over here, bro. Thank you again for having me on, bro. All right, man. Blessings. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.